Welcome, I'm Pastor Abraham, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Sun Valley Podcast. You can check out our church on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for worship thoughts, devotionals, and the latest events happening at our church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good morning, Sun Valley. I wish I could see everyone, uh, but once again, we are on our uh, broadcast, and so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that we can connect at least that way, and I just want to wish each and every single one of you a good morning. So let's pray before we begin. Our Heavenly Father, I just ask that you be with us today as we look at redefining the Sabbath. You've defined it for us, but we want to reimagine it in our lives and uh, just refresh it. So I ask that your words be my words this morning. Please fill our hearts and help us to take away today what we need to. In your name we pray, amen. So I love the Sabbath, and here's why. For me, it's a day when I can run into the building and yell, sanctuary, protect me, uh, keep me safe, it's a refuge. It's a place to hide away and to just let everything else crash around me. Um, It's, it's, I I just need to rest. Please let me rest. Uh, You know, funny how our world can be that crazy and that demanding. Uh, I don't know how everyone does it, where they work constantly. I need the Sabbath. Um, But it wasn't always like that for me. I remember growing up, it was the day of do's and don'ts. Now, uh, I, I, I remember thinking, well, I can't do this, and I can do that, and this I can't do. Pretty sure I can't do that. Um, and I, I don't know if you can relate to that. I don't know if you followed the Sabbath model when you were growing up. But uh, I know that that's just, that's the wrong attitude. You know, I, I, I'm just being honest. Uh, but definitely that's how I looked at the Sabbath was a day of do's and don'ts. And I know that today, running into a building yelling sanctuary isn't the way to do things either. Um, But that's certainly how I feel sometimes. But, you know, the Bible says that in John 5, verse 10, things got so weird on the Sabbath that uh, it says, Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed... It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you from carrying your mat. Uh, In fact, I just, this is, we're not like this, and we don't practice this, but I just want to list for you ways in which the Jewish faith had 39 categories for prohibiting things on the, the, the Sabbath. So, you know, there would be some disagreements between Orthodox Jews and conservative uh, Jews and, and non-Orthodox Jews. But these are the 39 creative activities that are not allowed to occur on the Sabbath. Ready? I'm, I'm going to be quick because it's not the point. Planting, plowing, reaping, gathering, threshing, extraction, winnowing, sorting, purification, grinding, sifting, kneading, algamation, cooking and baking, shearing, scouring, laundering, carding, combing wool, not not a whole lot of that going on now, but dyeing, spinning, 
warping, uh, making two hoops, weaving, separating two threads, uh, tying, untying, uh, sewing, tearing, trapping, slaughtering, uh, flaying and skinning, uh, curling, preserving, smoothing, scoring, measured cutting, writing, uh, erasing, building, demolition, extinguishing a fire, igniting a fire, uh, applying the finishing touch, and transferring between domains, in other words, traveling. So carrying mats f fell underneath that 39th one. Um, you know, I got to say, sometimes when I looked at the Sabbath growing up as a kid, I, I, I looked at it that way. You know, I, I know I wasn't taught that, but that's certainly the way that I felt. And I got to tell you that my mom was pretty instrumental in raising us kids uh, in the church. Uh, and while there was a strong emphasis on honoring the Holy Sabbath, uh, she knew that it was a much more than a bunch of do's and don'ts. Uh, my dad wasn't in the picture when it came to spiritual things and growing up in the church, so it, was really, it just really fell on her. And she was wise enough to know that it took a community to raise a child. So we would be pretty active in attending anything the church had to do, whether it was church potlucks, church hikes, connecting as church, church vespers, church fires, like whatever it was, we were always there because we needed it. Um, and to be honest, that was a very saving grace for me. Uh, she knew that we need, needed to be connected. We needed to connect. She knew that. Uh, and it was on those gatherings that there were, there were a couple of times when good men with good intentions and good hearts saw some of the struggles I was going through and just pulled me aside on some of those gatherings and infused into me some words of wisdom. You know, you don't need to struggle like this. You could do things differently. And those men saved me. They really did. They just, they, they sowed into me and not the sowing that we weren't allowed to do with the Jewish faith. They sowed into me you know, these seeds of thinking differently and living life differently. And, and if it wasn't for those Sabbath gatherings, I don't know if I ever would have had those moments where it was a defining moment and they shifted the way that I was growing and becoming a young man. So my question for you is, what does the Sabbath mean to you? What does it mean to you? If someone were to ask you, why do you believe in the Sabbath? What do you believe? What do you say? Why do you observe it? What do you do on the Sabbath? Is it a holy day for you? And, and what does a holy day even mean? So I want to take a minute and just explore the Sabbath a bit, because I think that it's, it's going to tie into how our mental health is right now, especially during some of the craziness that's going on. I, I really think that the Sabbath is key to our mental health. 
And we talked about our mental health last week, and I just want to explore the Sabbath a little bit more and in more detail today. Uh, out of curiosity, I looked up what the Sabbath uh, is defined as in Wikipedia. And I got quite the story, uh, very dictionary-like. So it says this, ready? According to the book of Exodus, the Sabbath is a day of rest on the seventh day, commanded by God to be kept as a holy day of rest, the day that God rested from creation. The practice of observing the Sabbath originates in the biblical commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Sabbath is first mentioned in the Genesis uh, creation narrative, where the seventh day is set aside as a day of rest and made holy by God. In fact, let's read that. It's found in Genesis chapter 1, or sorry, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. It says this. It's the first time that the Sabbath is mentioned in the Bible. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. You see, the Sabbath was created for man to cease from his labor, just like God did. And he rested on the seventh day. So as much as he rested, we also can rest. We can be revived, and it gives us a chance to remember our God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be whipping through the week, and do I ever take the time to remember God and his promises? Man, I, I'd like, I, I sure do try, um, but it's amazing how busy the week can get. See, it was a mark of remembrance to the Jewish nation that after the deliverance from slavery, it says this, you're not a slave. You don't have to work every day. You don't have to toil for a cruel master. You have been redeemed. So what does that mean for us now? We're not slaves now. Or are we? Our Western culture, our American bodies, are addicted to the adrenaline rush of our lives. If you could only pray for a few minutes, maybe it's not that you don't love God, but it's that your body simply doesn't know how to focus on just one thing, just praying. We have trained our bodies and our minds to multitask. But this is contrary to our Sabbath. Our brains are so used to doing a hundred things that when we're asked to be in one place, doesn't know how. Yesterday, <laughs> this is why I ran into the building yelling sanctuary. Yesterday, I'm discharging, unfortunately, someone. I'm sorry, but your time here is done. Crying, you know, upset. The doorbell's ringing. I'm letting somebody in while comforting. The phone is ringing. I'm totally going to ignore that right now. And I've got a call for a taxi while I'm comforting and letting this guy in the door. 
and saying, I'll be right with you, Mr. ACT team member coming for crisis. Like it was just like four things all at once. And I gotta admit, that seems pretty typical lately. And so for me, enslaved to a system that is that busy and demanding through the week, what's it like for me to pause and to come into God's presence? Sometimes I wonder if we know how. As much as technology has been great and we're very productive and busy with it, sometimes I honestly wonder, is it worth it? So I'm often asked, how are you? If I was to see Natana, he's going to ask me, how are you? In fact, this morning I was asked, how are you by Pastor Abraham? And I'm like, oh man, it's been a busy week. That was my answer. And I even knew what the sermon was about, that I'd have to touch on this topic. That's how ingrained we are and how crazy our lives can be. Um, I really believe that one of the greatest traps of our time and killers of our spirituality uh, is the fact that we can be so busy. We really don't know how to be restored, rested, and present. So I want to say that again. I don't think we know how to really truly be restored, rested, and fully present. This morning, Sabrina came up to me and said, how are you? And I didn't say busy because she broke it up and she did something a little different. She stared into my eyes and captivated me and it broke that, that thinking. And she was fully present and I picked up on that. Abraham was and I missed it. And then Sabrina, I finally caught it and, but, and she was fully present. Now, you know, I'm, I'm probably one of the worst examples of this because sometimes I'm carrying around four phones because I'm always on call for different places. But one of the things that we do in therapy is that we address this very issue about being present and available and, and able to restore. So one of the exercises we do, and there's actually a few of them, in therapy is that we get people to match up with partners to stare into each other's eyes and just be present. It is one of the hardest things people can do. I mean, there are people that have done insane things in the world, insane criminal acts, you know, um, horrible, hard things to do and yet to stand in front of another human being and look into the, the, the eyes, which I call the windows to your soul, you know, is one of the hardest things that they do. And it's because we're just not as present as we need to be. So I wanna talk about our escape into the Sabbath. So is that really what God has intended us to do, is to escape into the Sabbath like I did this morning? You know, how do you observe the Sabbath? And is this really what us Adventists are called to do, is escape into seventh day and just 
run away into the world and escape from it. Let me read to you from Adventist.org. Um, and this is what their definition of the Sabbath is. And I found this very interesting. So we're going to break it up a little bit for you. And then at the end, it's, there's going to be a conclusion of a bunch of texts that, that this was drawn from. But this is from Adventist.org, and it's uh, on the Sabbath, the topic of the Sabbath. The gracious creator, after the six days of creation, rested on the seventh day and instituted the Sabbath for all people as a memorial of creation. The fourth commandment of God's unchangeable law requires the observance of this seventh-day Sabbath as the day of rest, worship, and ministry in harmony with the teaching and practice of Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath day is a day of delightful communion with God and one another. It's a symbol of our redemption in Christ, a sign of our sanctification, a token of our allegiance, and a foretaste of our eternal future in God's kingdom. The Sabbath is God's perpetual sign of his eternal covenant between him and his people. Joyful observance of this holy time from evening to evening, sunset to sunset, is a celebration of God's creative and redemptive acts. There's a lot in here. I mean, we could take half a day just exploring this and digesting this. But there are a couple of sentences here that really jumped out at me, and I just want to point them out. I love that statement that said, the Sabbath is a foretaste of our eternal future in God's kingdom. What does that mean? What would that look like? Like, my brain really gets stretched when I try to envision what that looks like and feels like. It's a foretaste of our eternal future in God's kingdom. Now, I really believe that to restore our mental health, we need to redefine the Sabbath. The, the Sabbath's already been defined, and we just read what that was. But we, as Christians now, almost need to redefine what does that mean in our life. And so Pastor Abraham asked me to speak about this because he knows how crucial it is for us to fully, deeply understand what the Sabbath is and, and how it actually is an answer to our mental health right now. So, a lot of Christians are exploring what the Sabbath is. And you'll actually find, like a lot of non-Adventist Christians, are truly diving in, what does the Sabbath mean? What does it look like? Um, what would it feel like? What would we be doing? And I, I, I've read some awesome stuff out there on what people are finding the Sabbath should look like. But I really believe that they're actually missing a crucial component, which us Adventists have always held true to our hearts, and that's the fact that Sabbath is a holy and sanctified day. 
It's not just a day set apart to rest, but it's actually a holy day. That's how important it is that God created it to be holy. So I want to share with you how there are three principles or concepts that have helped me with the Sabbath to get away from those do's and don'ts, to get into a more contemplative, back to its roots, true meaning of what the Sabbath is. So three concepts I want to run by you. The first is, I want you to understand task-orientated and people-orientated. We talk about this all the time in therapy. There's task-orientated people and people-orientated people. So if I'm cooking a ton of food, I've got a deadline, I've got to deliver this food, it's intense, um, I'm pushing just to get it delivered to the place, that's task-orientated. If I have some friends over and we're cooking a meal, we're laughing, we're connecting, we're throwing food at each other, we're burning each other's tongues with eating hot peppers, like we're having an absolute blast. That's not task-orientated to me anymore. That's people-orientated. I'm, I'm truly being blessed by the people that I'm in contact with. Another one is if I'm trying to swim the lake, that's one of my goals here is to swim the lake. If I'm going to the lake and I'm focused, I've got to shave off some time, I've got to get across the wave, the, 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 the lake, try not to be hit by boats, like I'm so task-orientated on train, my training, you know, that's, that's task-orientated. But if I'm at the lake with a good friend who recently has been having a hard time in a relationship and we're at the water, we're soaking our feet, we're splashing each other a bit. We're trying to comfort each other. You know, that's people-orientated. Same activity, you're at the lake, lake splashing around, but it's, it's just a different focus. So when we look at the Sabbath, one of the things that I try to look at is, is it task-orientated, do's and don'ts? Or is it people-orientated, where I'm coming into people's presence and I'm being present? Another concept that can help me sometimes is, uh, I grew up in the generation where the, the latest fad was, uh, what would Jesus do? You guys are too young to know what that is. Oh, you do? Oh, power of the people. Uh, um, yeah, so what would Jesus do? We had these bracelets, we had these t-shirts, WWJD, like everything was about what would Jesus do? And um, I think that if Jesus were in my presence, how would it change what I do on Sabbath? Or more importantly, who would I be on Sabbath? I think that that has been fundamental to how I view the Sabbath. Um, what would I be doing? Now, I'd probably be crying for half an hour like Dale would be. You know, he's a lot like myself. You know, just to be in the presence of Jesus, that would be mind-blowing. But then after that, what would we do? I, I don't even know. Like, I'd, I, I tear up just thinking about that. I, hey, Jesus, uh, want to sit down? <laughs> Can I get you something? Uh, you want to go for a walk? Uh, I've got so many questions. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to be with you right now and connect with you. 
And, and I think when we are with people on Sabbath, do we come into their presence in the same way? Are we there to connect like never before on a, on a completely different level? Um, I don't know, I just, I often think that if, if Jesus were there with us on our Sabbaths, what would we do? I mean, we might have naps, <laughs> we might, uh, but we'd probably do things differently. So as we redefine the Sabbath and what that looks like for us, I just encourage us to think about what would Jesus do if he were here with us? Would there be going down to the gospel mission and delivering food? Yeah, absolutely. Would it be walking on the lake and splashing each other? Probably. You know, it's, I don't know, it's just something that's helped me. The third is to employ the concept of restore. So, am I rested? There's a week coming up ahead. How am I going to be different than my employees or the people that I work with? Because I know of the Sabbath. Because I understand what the Sabbath is. Because I've entered into the holy day and rested and restored myself. Not just physically. I mean, right now, I can, I can tell you right now, my back is shooting from, from, the, from here to here. Just shooting pain. And so I want to rest today. I want to go home and lay down and restore my physical health, sit in a hot tub or whatever. But I also want to mentally rest. And what does that mean? How do I restore myself mentally? You know, what's my vision for this next week? And how am I going to serve people on a level like never before? And just mentally prepare for that. I'm, I'm rested and now I'm focused. I know what my vision is. So to put that into perspective and to, um, to, to wrap up, I'm, I'm going to ask a series of questions or I'm going to make a, a series of statements. And I'm going to read these slowly because I really want you to dwell on them. And I want you to think about the one that just really stands out for you. Because I want this to be about us reevaluating how we look at the Sabbath and how we can enter into redefining it so that we may be restored. Isaiah 58, verse 3 says that the Sabbath is a delight. How do you delight in the Sabbath? Have you created a Sabbath tradition to signify how important it is? I remember as a kid on Friday night, we would make sure all the cleaning was done, the Sabbath was, went down, we'd pray, we'd read the Bible, and we'd light a candle, just like a lot of my Jewish friends do now. Uh, we'd light a candle to signify it's now the Sabbath. We can completely rest and live life differently now. But what's your Sabbath tradition? If you don't have one, should you create one? In Testimonies for the Church, Ellen White uh, strongly urges us, and especially those of us who are parents, that make the Sabbath a delight, that your children may look forward to it and have a welcome in their hearts for it. 
a gentleman named Abraham Joshua Heschel, it says, Sabbath gives the world the energy it needs to exist another six days. What is the day of the week that you turn off your cell phone when you don't produce or create? When your work is simply to be? You know, for those who are students, I'm sure the temptation is to think about everything that needs to be done. Oh, I gotta study this, I gotta do that, I gotta prepare for that. But imagine, and I know that Rob Bell went through this phase where he and, and a few other pastors that I've learned online, they turn off anything electronic in their house. They turn it off. No Facebook, no cell phones, no Instagram, sweet tweet, my face, whatever it is these days. None of that. That is just to be fully present. Sabbath is a full-scale rebellion against Western American culture. So what would that look like in your life? A full-scale rebellion <laughs> against our culture. Sabbath is a day when my work is done, even if it isn't. I love that. I'm like, I can stop now. <laughs> it's not done, but I'm totally cool with that. Because this is more important. It's the Sabbath. Sabbath is a day when my job is to enjoy. Period. Everything around me. Sabbath is a day when I am fully available to myself and those I love most. Sabbath is a day when I remember that God made the world. He saw that it was good and I can enjoy it. Sabbath isn't just a solitary day. It's a day to be available to both myself and those near me. It's a day to simply receive the gift of relationship. Have you received the gift of relationship? It might be over Zoom, might be a phone call, might be walking through the park, masks and all. Sabbath is a day to see. I can let God's Spirit show me how to keep my eyes open to the good that surrounds me. Setting Sabbath goals isn't probably the best move. It activates my productivity meter. Sabbath is a day to let that rest. It's always good when I go digitally quiet on Sabbath. So I pray that we redefine the Sabbath. I want you to reflect on what hit you as I was just reading some of those statements. I want you to take some time today to really dig in deep and and realize what the Sabbath could do for you to restore our mental health. What does the Sabbath mean to me? May you reconnect this Sabbath to your God. God bless.